Action, the smart people and big money behind the campaign to deny global warming. It's a talk that's going on Thursday, October 27th at the YMCA Vancouver Program Centre. That's 535 Thornby. Tickets are 25 bucks, so this is not for the poor among us. Um, quote, Against overwhelming evidence of dangerous changes in our climate, scientists say we have done much too little to save ourselves from the certain threat. Yet political foundations in Canada and British Columbia are backing away from, e from even their admittedly inadequate targets. This is no accident. For more than two decades, some of the richest companies and foundations in the world have promoted a policy to confuse and deny um, in the climate to de a denial in the climate debate. Uh, in their award-winning book, Climate Cover-Up, investigative journalist Richard Little and David Suzuki Foundation Chair James Hogan uh, point fingers and name names. In this lecture, Littlemore will bring the exposure of wrongdoers home to Vancouver and offer an inoculation against the muddled and corrupt thinking that characterizes Canadian journalism and our current political debate. So I thought it was interesting. Inoculations this time of year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can do a whole show about that, but... They should they should uh, review how uh, wording of their event can uh, bias and prime people going into it to assume certain things. Uh, the whole oh, I'm sure this is going to be quite open, fair and exposure of wrongdoers. Yeah. Beware wrongdoers. Okay, uh, my skeptical highlight is CITR's fund drive is coming up in the week of November seventeenth and to for about a week after that. Uh, we at Radio Thinker will, of course, be encouraging listeners to call in and donate some money to help us here at CITR. And we'll have some unique skeptical prize packs, so start thinking about what you can give to help CITR. And if there are any, uh, quote-unquote, corporate donors out there who want to supply us with something to give away as prizes for the um, the fun drive, uh, please let us know because uh, we we looking for swag. Swag is a fancy term for stuff we give you when people donate. Uh, we're term. looking for, for, for swag to give to people. So if you have something that you think you know would be a good prize for someone who donates, let us know and we might include that in our swag and appreciate any uh, offers that would come our way. Absolutely. So just keep your eye out for that. We'll be reminding you many times over the next few weeks. And one final time I'll say it and then I will shut up. Come see the Café Scientifique tonight at, at the Railway Club downtown to hear yours truly talk about MTB, cholesterol, and the exploration of a biochemical field. Excellent. Well, this is Ethan, your free-thinking historian, saying thanks for listening. This is Don saying, eyes open, minds on. And Jenna saying, the real world, or that that's mimicked by robots, is amazing. Oh, oh smooth one. Did you want to say goodbye? Thanks for having me. This was Ajahn. All right. Stay tuned, everybody. And uh, stay tuned for sports, I suppose. If you wish to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first invent the universe. Thanks for listening to Radio Freethinker. Remember to visit us online at radiofreethinker.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. If you have any local skeptical events you would like us to mention on the air, email us at info at radiofreethinker.com. Venture to the stars. A still more glorious dawn awaits. Not a sunrise, but a galaxy rose. A morning filled with 400 million suns. The rising of the Milky Way. The cosmos is full.
Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Commercial Drive area at Audio Pile, Bone Rattle Music, High Life Records, and the People's Co-op Bookstore. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or check us out online at citr.ca. Two thousand eleven marks the twenty-fifth anniversary of the Dr. Sun Yat-sen Chinese Garden since opening in nineteen eighty-six. The Dr. Sun Yat-sen Chinese Garden is very pleased to have been able to connect cultures and communities for the past twenty-five years, and continue being an arts and cultural hub in the neighborhood and the city. Watch for complimentary specials on the twenty-fifth day of every month. There are also blockbuster exhibits, community events, academic conferences, and music and theater productions lined up, plus contests and giveaways. CITR one hundred one point nine FM is proud to be a year-long partner as the Garden celebrates its twenty-fifth anniversary. For more information, visit www.vancouverchinesegarden.com. Show your friends of CITR card, or simply mention that you heard about the garden on CITR to receive two dollars off admission. Hey, MC Mario here. Get ready for Clubland with my.
everybody. Welcome to Thunderbird Eye here on 101.9 FM, CITR Radio, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, every Tuesday from 4.30 to 5 p.m. Um, so that was uh, Skrillex. Mm-hmm. Here, talk there, Devin. Yeah, that was Skrillex. That was Skrillex. Um, they just played a, two concerts here on Friday and Saturday. On Friday and Saturday. And we have Deneen uh, sitting in with us for the first time today. So, Deneen, you saw them at the P&E. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> she liked, She saw a good show there. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous. And then she went to the Waldorf after party. Waldorf after party. After. She got in. Didn't think you would. No, but... No. And you're, you're sore. You're still sore, you said. I got bruises all over me. Yeah. What'd she, repeat what you just said there? She has bruises all over her. <laughs> it's kind of expected at those shows, though. <laughs> that, it's expected. That doesn't sound very good. That, <laughs> see, it, that, that wouldn't have sounded good if it came from me. Well, it sounded I, fine if it came from you. Would I, is that yeah. fair to say? Oh, yeah. I went, well, I went to designer drugs at the pit uh, on Thursday, and yeah. that, I had bruises from that, and that was just the pit. Justin, are you wondering what's happened to my show right now? You know, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I understand that the youths of today um, <laughs> enjoy their Friday and Saturday nights a certain way, Daryl, and so I just go with it. There you go. Uh, with us right now, uh, Justin McElroy, uh, the editor from the UBC newspaper. Uh, we'll be doing, uh, we'll just hop into it right now, Justin. You are, are doing what could be the most significant UBC Thunderbird men's football win this decade. Yes. Is this weekend. It is. Uh, they're facing the Calgary Dinos. It's on Saturday. They're 5-2. and two. If they beat Calgary... Um, uh, well, no, actually, I mean, they've... Uh, i got to correct you, Daryl, because uh, they've clinched second place. There's nothing they can... No, uh, if... Oh, uh, oh, right, the home game. No, that's right, that's right. So, basically... If Saskatchewan wins the night before... If Saskatchewan wins the night before... UBC has to win. UBC has to win to host a playoff game. Their first since 1999. Uh, So a a big question is obviously going to be, with Calgary having clinched first place in the Canada West, whether they're going to rest a lot of their starters, uh, how many of their all-star running backs they are keeping the game remains to be seen. But it's going to be a big uh, afternoon for them, certainly, and you would expect the team to play accordingly. Uh, Justin, UBC this past weekend, 39-22 winners over the Alberta Golden Bears. A game we expected UBC to win, Alberta winless on the season, but uh, UBC, it was an away game, and you know it was one they maybe would have got a little lackadaisical on, I think, you know, that, that was sort of the one. The game didn't really, you know, it was a game they yeah, should have won, and... Uh, no hiccup for UBC is the word. And you could see that they got up to a quick 17 to nothing lead, let uh, Alberta get back into it, and then put the gas pedal back on. And at this point in the season, you know what you're going to get from UBC. You're going to get a great offense. You're going to have a fantastic passing game with Billy Green. You're going to get a little bit of help from the run. And you're going to get a defense that gives up points against all teams. But... Uh, you know, Alberta's defense certainly is no match for what UBC can do in the air. And at the end of the day, it was a fairly easy win, which at this point in the season, you just want to get through those without any injuries. Uh, Mitch Schuster, the big day receiving seven receptions, 153 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, you know, with Spencer Betts being, you know, injured for the second half of the season and ineffective in the first, uh, there's been an opportunity for uh, Billy Green to find other receivers and to get them in the mix because last year it was a lot of uh, the grief and bet show and uh, schuster has really stepped uh, into that and you know that depth is really going to matter in the playoffs if they can get misha tile healthy and if they can get bets back on the mend then you have four or five receivers that you can throw to at every time that know their routes that can get open that's a huge advantage 
Uh, injury front for UBC. Um, where are we at? Dave Boyd doesn't even travel with the team to Alberta on the weekend. Yeah, and I mean, with something like that, you're resting him for the playoffs. UBC had already clinched a playoff berth before this game. Uh, whether they face Saskatchewan, probably Saskatchewan at home or on the road in the first round is sort of immaterial. So your main priority is just making sure that he's healthy. And, uh, you know, We'll see if he suits up for this game, but I doubt it. Uh, did you see the Saskatchewan Regina game? Did you see that last I play? Saw, I so saw. Tell us about the last play. What yeah. happened? So, essentially, Saskatchewan is up by one point. There's five seconds left on the clock. They're punting it. It's third down. They've called a timeout. So, you can do a bunch of things there. You can uh, punt the ball back, and you can run around for a little bit and punt it out of bounds. You can sort of just try and kick it out of bounds and hope that it takes five seconds. You can do a regular punt back and just hope that you're able to tackle the guy. Um, however, none of those things can happen if your snap goes over the punter's head, which is what happened there, which would have been a big issue for the Huskies, if not for the fact that Regina wasn't actually sure how much time was left on the clock and decided to jump on the ball instead of kicking it into the end zone for a point. How great that would have been. Oh, that would have been something great. And, you know, because it was on Shaw, we were able to watch it. Um, But, you know, the house that I live in has a bunch of uh, uh, editors, has a bunch of people that like football, and we were all screaming at the television screen because... uh, you know, not only was that a bonehead play, but if Regina wins that match, then UBC would have clinched that home field spot ahead of this uh, week's game against Calgary. Um, UBC going forward, the big question is Billy. Well, obviously getting that home berth. Yeah. Um, pretty pathetic stat, though. Haven't hosted a home playoff game this decade and haven't been in the playoffs for five years, something they've already done. Haven't won a playoff game since 1998. That, that's pathetic when you put it like that. In a six-team league... Where if you finish, you know, top two every now and then, you will host a playoff game. Some years, I think all you had to do was finish third, didn't you? Like- yeah, well, I mean, let us be clear. It was seven for a bit there with SFU. But, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, UBC for the past decade, uh, to put it charitably, did not care as a, uh, you know athletic program about its football team compared to uh, the rest of their program. They built baseball fields and tennis facilities, invested a lot of time and effort into basketball and volleyball and swimming and rowing. And football just sort of went along, um, which is fine in some senses. You can't give all sports the same priority. But when you're in the Canada West and you're up every year against Saskatchewan, against Manitoba, against Regina, schools that care about their football teams, that bleed for their football teams, um, you're going to see a big difference in the amount of recruits you get, the amount of spirit around your team, and ultimately that is going to affect its winning record. And I mean, now it's old hat, but the fact that they hired Sean Olson a couple years ago really rededicated themselves as a university to caring about the football team, brought in old alumni to help train more, did a little bit of refurbish to Thunderbird Stadium, and it's little things that prove to recruits and prove to players that you care about the long-term direction of the football program, and it's going to be given the resources, and that's starting to pay off. Uh, lastly, Billy Green, um, he's going to lead the Canada West in passing 2,137 yards, leading the Canada West by four touchdown passes at 16, uh, 305 yards a game, only the four interceptions in seven games this year, and running the ball, uh, 
eighth in the Canada West in rushes at uh, 422 yards. Um, it's kind of easy uh, for those that follow football to equate what these statistics mean as it's an eight-game season. Yes. And an NFL season is 16 games. So you mm-hmm. kind of just double it. Uh, Billy Green on an NFL pace for well over uh, 4,000 yards passing, well over 30 touchdowns, and running the ball uh, 500 yards in a CIS season equates to 1,000 yards in a 16-game NFL season, so he might even come close to that. Uh, Billy Green, the question is, Justin, Heck Creighton winner, nominee for sure. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, those are Madden stats, no doubt about it, but uh, whether I think he'll be nominated for the Heck Creighton, it's tough, right? It comes down to the voters. Uh, you always hear about biases against West Coast teams because not everyone sees their games as much, um, and you have to base it off of numbers a lot of the time you know the knock against ubc is that while they've been a nice team and they've certainly recovered from a couple seasons where they weren't able to beat anyone at all they still haven't beaten calgary they lost to calgary this year they lost to saskatchewan um they've hovered in the bottom area of the top 10 all season but they haven't really shown themselves as an elite team and it's hard to win any mvp award unless your stats absolutely dominate and greens are nice but they're not far and above everyone else's so you know i think a win against calgary will certainly help that and put him in the real conversation otherwise voters are going to wonder how valuable a quarterback on a five and three team really can be awesome stuff justin mcelroy uh editor of the ubc newspaper you're doing color or play-by-play this weekend we're not sure yet yeah, we'll see. I understand that it's hard to do play-by-play from a hospital, and so Richard uh, Zussman, who has been doing the games all year, might have to back off, but I'm ready for anything. You made it sound like he was sick. Well, I thought that you would do the big reveal there. You're the host. Why, why don't you say it, Deb? You've never met the man, but why don't, why don't you say it? Well, I hear that he's having a baby. His wife's having a baby. Well, they're, ha- they're having a baby. They're having yeah. a baby. Is that how, yeah. how do you say it? You can. I think it's acceptable to say either way. Deneen, what would you want? They are having a baby. I think it's a they. Marta? I'm saying, I am going to say the wife is having the baby. The wife and him. (laughs) A bold choice. choice. I'm I'm going to play uh, feminist in this room. Okay. Today. I'm going to be that. You're all sexist. (laughs) You're all sexist. Uh, Justin, though, should be a great game. You will be doing color or play by play. You're okay? Old enough? You're you're probably not going through as much suspense as Richard right now, hey? Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Compared to him, my stress level is fine. There you go. (laughs) Justin, thanks for coming on the show. All right, no worries, Daryl. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we're back, um, you know, it's Halloween weekend in Vancouver, and um, we are a sports show. Now, Deneen, I'm sorry, Devin, Mm -hmm. the name's very close, so that was (laughs) not that bad. Uh, Devin, we're going to try to cover uh, Quidditch today. Are we? Oh, I didn't no, know. No, we were going to. Uh, oh, we were thinking. Yeah, yeah, we were going to. But we didn't get around it. They're to not that. out there anymore. Just oh, you, you have sat down for that. I have but... sat down. No, well, just because I know that right now. Um, uh, we, we do a segment uh, at the UBC called Thunder Nerds versus Thunderbirds, where we have uh, UBC editors compete against varsity athletes uh, in many games in their sport. So, example, uh, me and an editor played against uh, Alex Buick and Zara Huntley of the women's basketball team in a 2-2 two and two game and got destroyed. Um, but uh, my point is that right now we're filming uh, Quidditch and uh, doing, like, 5-on-5 five five there. And so 
none of us know exactly how it plays, but it looks pretty cool. And uh, I can say that... When is this? We we will cover this. Well, th- this is happening right now, I've been told by You're my editor. You're so. playing this moment. This moment, yeah, yes. I, we saw them out there last week, but we, don't, we didn't see them out there today. Yeah, maybe they start at like 4.30. Maybe. Yeah. Or something. Well, we want to. Can you let us know? Uh, I, I start, Well, I'll give an update next time I'm on, and I can. No, break no. Like, and... let us know when they're playing next week. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, I can look into that. Yeah, we we've been struggling. I, I it got to the point where I asked Daisy to join the Facebook group of UBC Quidditch. Like <laughs> that, that's my. Well, one I mean, wi- wizards don't need to use the internet, right? So they wouldn't have to post a schedule. Do you know online. how this game is played? Uh, I, You've read all the Harry Potter I, books. Yes, and I didn't read them again, and so that was a good five, six years ago. And so the intricacies of it in the uh, books, much less the real world, have gotten a little bit lost to me. Well, Devin, let me ask you right now. So you've read all the books. I've watched all the movies. Not read all the books? Read the first book. <laughs> I read the first book, but then, too. then I had other books to read for school and stuff, so it's... Okay. People so, these days, if you give them the option of a book or a movie, they're going to take the movie. Every I'm that time. person. I'm yeah. that person. Yeah. Did, did you read that? I saw the help. Did you read that book? Oh, no, I did not. Okay, that's all I got. Um. <laughs> so Quidditch. What What are we hoping is like? What are we going to see out here next week? Well, I mean, you're, you're going to be on that grass, think, just so you know. I think with we're like going to see um, somebody dressed up as a golden snitch. Honestly, I think it's going to be the person's going to be the golden snitch. You're not. We got a nod. The yeah, and they're going to run around, and a bunch of people are going to try to catch the golden snitch. And yeah, it's going to be a huge game of tag. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. Well, I know this is the second or third year now that UBC has had a really, I suppose, can you say, competitive Quidditch team? But who do they play? <laughs> uh, well, it's big. Out, it's big out east. Actually, it started out east, and you know, like Ivy League schools right. that could, you know, afford to have Quidditch teams. Um, but <laughs> I'm still confused. Uh, I, I'm confused as well. But I know that uh, we're going to play against them, so we're going to have some actual vid- video footage of this, so that other people like you and me and the other dullards can find out how exactly this is done in muggle form i don't know what a dullard is i like the word yeah i think you can oh that's not a harry potter term. no 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 okay that's just a term for because you you used muggle and i was like okay yeah i'm just throwing out terms left and right you're confusing me here justin so there's a game next tuesday we hope yes you're our you're gonna have to let me know. I, I am your beat reporter. I, I don't on care. Michael yeah, I, this is more important than the football game for yeah, next. No, uh, evidently. <laughs> Perfect example. Um, all right, everybody, we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to one hundred one point nine FM. When we're back, um, Devin, you're gonna tell everybody what they're doing on Halloween. Right. And uh, Deneen, you don't. You went all out last weekend, but you're you're not sure, hey? I want to hear about that concert. Yeah, she wants to hear about. You're gonna tell us about the concert. Yeah, I can talk about the concert. She can talk about the concert and her bruise. See, I I feel bad saying her bruises. You get into a fight? It's a lot of pushing. A lot of pushing. Well, yeah. A lot of pushing. Um, okay, um, Justin, give me a band to play. You're going to pick this right now. Oh, uh, well, you know, I think... What did we start with? Skrillex. Skrillex. So can we do some CCR, just sort of the polar <laughs> opposite of that? I like CCR. Get some contrast here. All right. All right. Uh, when we're back, uh, we're going to actually be talking Halloween weekend. In Vancouver with Devin Walker. Um, and we're going to find out about this. Uh, I'm more interested in the after party, to be perfectly honest. Uh, yeah. That's what I want to hear. All right, you're listening to 101.9 FM. Big thanks again. We'll see you here on Saturday, Justin, for the UBC Calgary football game. Thanks for coming on, Justin. No worries. The Biltmore Cabaret is your home for great live music in Vancouver. 
October is sure to be a busy month at the Biltmore. On October 6th, catch bands Hallow Moon, The Bleeding Hearts, and Pineapple, a supergroup featuring members of the SSRIs, Portage in the Main, and Prairie Cat. October 21st, jam out with Daydream Vacation, indie rocker Zeus, and local favorites, Sun Wizard. For fans of the new pornographers, you won't want to miss band member Catherine Calder and special guest Anime Bell on October 27th. To round out your month, October 29th brings the band Nurses all the way up from Portland to share the stage with Dominant Legs. For more information on these and other shows, including how to get tickets, visit BiltmoreCabaret.com. Welcome back to uh, Thunderbird Eye here on 101.9 FM. Um, Devin, how are you? Doing well. How so, are you? So very well. So we're not going to go through UBC scores uh, today. Okay. What do you mean? You already knew that. Yeah, well, 
I was excited for it, but I guess I could talk about something else. Is that well? You no, hold on. I asked. I gave you an option, and you said no. you want rather. Actually, do I was. I was. I'm more prepared to talk about what we're actually going to talk about. Tonight. Okay, so yeah. it's Halloween weekend. Yeah. And uh, Danine, you got to talk right into that microphone there. Are you nervous? No, not really. Yes, you are. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're doing great. So, um, you went out last weekend. She went to. What did she go to, Devin? She did. Skrillex. Where was it? Peony. And then you went to the after party. Yeah, on Saturday at the Waldorf. There you go. <laughs> and you had to get there early to get the free tickets? Yeah, because I didn't pre-buy my ticket, so I had to show up at like 9 in order to get a on one of the 50 tickets that they were giving out. And I ended up getting in, so... There you go. And nice. she has the bruises to prove it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could... Yeah. That's what happens, Let's like, how, out of how many people that were there... Hold on. There were so many. Devin, I need you to... There's no bruises. There were on my arm. I have a big one on my foot. (laughs) All right. Devin, do we want to... Do we need to see your foot? Um, We're good. I believe her. I believe her. Okay, but if she ever comes in with bruises again, and, you know, she's like, I'm so bruised. (laughs) And this is not from... Abuse. We're talking. No, about. no, no, okay, no. Okay, that's, that's no. why I don't like. This is from Skrillex yeah. concert. This is from. This is from hard bumping. What is fist what? pumping? Yeah, it's from being up at the front and getting pushed around. You were in the front row. Oh, front. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but you maintained. You 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 battled. You. Oh yes, I battled. You I was held happy. your ground. Yeah, it's were, really tough being in the front row. Were you with friends at the front or? Yep, I was with my friends and we lost each other for a bit and then by the end we had all. Made our way back together at the front, and it was really fun. <laughs> cool. So at, you were together, so you kind of had a support network at the front there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you were helping each other hold the space. Yes, yeah, sort of. Mostly we were just all trying to get up to the front on our So on what, our what was more fun, the after party or the, the concert? Probably the concert. That that's, goes without saying, I'm sure. Yeah, well, a lot of people told me that the after party would be more fun, but I I thought... Thrashing around with yeah. 4,000 other people was pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly. That's why. That would explain the bruises, actually. There were 4,000 people there. Bru- getting you bruised. Yeah. On the foot. <laughs> yeah. How did around. that one happen? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I made a poor judgment in shoes. And because um, I was being pushed around everywhere and yeah. kind of getting lifted off my feet and, like, almost falling at some points, um, I ended up losing both of my shoes uh, in the mass of 4,000 wow. people. And so people were stepping on me. And then, <laughs> so that's, that's how I got the bruises. And then at one point, I looked down and found a, a big Nike men's shoe <laughs> and just put it on and boun- <laughs> bounced around on one foot for the rest that's of the so show. Funny. <laughs> what size was the shoe? Like oh, how much- oh my gosh, like a 10 or something. And that's far bigger. Here. Yeah, so people could step on my toes and I wouldn't feel it. But... <laughs> That, but funny story, I ended up finding both of my shoes at the end of the show. Wow. Well, there you, go. Yeah, there you go. So you're bruised on the foot that didn't have the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> That's a trooper move, isn't it there, Devin? That's great. That's funny. All right. So um, it's Halloween weekend uh, coming up this weekend. Um, what is everybody going to be? Any? I don't know yet. I don't either. Well, I, maybe a mouse. A mouse. Okay. Um, so far, I have plans as either a tourist or a member of the Starfleet. So. Starfleet as in? As in Star Trek. There you go! That's awesome. There you go! Yeah. Who are you going to be? Who knows yet? Uh, I think just generic member. Gen- 
That's awesome. Yeah. One of the people that perhaps doesn't survive the episode. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's what we're going for. Uh, cool stuff. Um, so what we're going to do now is Devin. Um, normally you're going to get... Oh, and by the way, Deneen, um, when she's not out um, at the club, uh, <laughs> bouncing around at the concert on one shoe... Getting bruised. <laughs> getting bruised. Uh, you're recovering uh, UBC volleyball for us this year. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> It'll hurt less. <laughs> there, you, there you go, um, Devin. Now uh, tell everybody what is going on this weekend, uh, Halloween weekend. Um, arguably, Deneen. I don't know. Maybe you want to jump in. Perhaps the funnest party weekend of the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it seems like it'll be pretty fun. All right, let's go. Um, for the actual Halloween weekend, there is. The Waldorf Halloween party, which is a four-day Halloween party, starting on Friday, ending on Monday. And I like the Waldorf. You like the Waldorf, too, don't you? Yes, I, I like it very much. And you went to the after party at the Waldorf. Yeah, it's like a little fun land. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. Now, <laughs> it sounds like a fun party to me. Now, what we have at the Waldorf, too, is you only had uh, the downstairs was open for you guys. Mm-hmm. Halloween... Everything. All the rooms are open. They yeah. have, um, like, it's kind of a decade night, so every each room is a different decade. Oh, really? Yeah. And the Tiki Bar is going to be open at least one of those nights. So Is 2010 one of the decades? That'd I mean, be interesting. That's my question. And what do I they know. do? But you're going. Yes, so I'm going on out. Friday. I'm mm-hmm. going on Friday. Yeah, you'll find out. I don't know. I think I'll be going on Friday and Sunday, maybe. So we'll see. All right, maybe I'll... Talk to you if you're there. Or maybe yeah, I'll... maybe I'll see you there. Yeah. What What else? That's it. Uh, well, there's also Saturday. Well, I'm going to club crawl. Yeah. And that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But the biggest day is Saturday because they have eight different clubs to start out at. And what you do is you start at a club. I'm starting at Mahoney's actually on campus, and um, a party bus takes you to four different mysterious locations. So that'll be a lot of fun, I think. And it starts at 3 p.m., so it's going to be a long night. Really long night. There you go. Um, and then what else we got going on Halloween weekend? Is that? Well, we also have, um, I'm going to a Feed Me concert. It's a Halloween Halloween concert. You, you, know you seem as confused as I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's like, same, it's electro music, kind of like what you, kind of like Skrillex kind of stuff. And um, it's only $25, so... For a, a pretty good show. Cool. And th- they're friends. Like, Skrillex and Feed Me are friends. I saw them, like, tweeting each other on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, nice stuff. Um, Halloween night, Monday. Mm-hmm. That's what, it, that's what I'm doing. There you go. What are you doing? Uh, undecided. Undecided? <laughs> yeah, I really don't know at this point. <laughs> cool. Not having a house party. No. She apparently lives with seven people, she says. So, I just wanted to check on that real quick. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> so, in case there's a house party at her house, well, I'll be there. No, 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 there, you no. there you go. I freaked her out with that one. Uh, awesome stuff. Um, so, uh, before we move on here, um, what, what are you looking forward to the most, Devin, this weekend? Well, um, well, on Thursday, actually, I'm going to Nero concert, and I'm looking forward to that the most. So, it's kind of an extension of the Halloween weekend. But the club crawl is going to be great, because it's going to be a really long night, and so... I'm actually looking forward to that the most. And you're still recovering. Still recovering. <laughs> still recovering. <laughs> it, it'll take about a week. <laughs> awesome stuff. Uh, Deneen, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Did you survive? Were we too scary? No, this was fun. There you go. <laughs> and Devin, as always. Of 
course. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a break. When we're back, we're going to dive into the world of entertainment. Uh, lots to get into. Uh, Trevor Martins, T-Mart, is going to be with us. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the weekend in movies. Uh, Paranormal Activity 3. Uh, that was the big one we'll be talking about. You're listening to 101.9 FM. Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Commercial Drive area at Audio Pile, Bone Rattle Music, High Life Records, and the People's Co-op Bookstore. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or check us out online at citr.ca. Okay, everybody, uh, time to dive into the world of movies, the world of film. Uh, with us on the line right now, uh, he's about to go to work, but he was able to find some time for us. T-Mart, Trevor Martins. Trevor, how you doing today? You're always getting me at the worst times, Daryl, always. How you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, T-Mart, very quickly, uh, box office top 10, 50-50 in 10th place, The Thing in 9th. Mr. Bean's new movie, Johnny English Newborn, only $4 million in its opening weekend. Uh, I'm shocked no- <laughs> by those numbers. <laughs> uh, seventh place, Moneyball. Sixth place, Dolphin's Tale. Fifth place, The Idas of March. We're actually going to have a review with that one a little later on in the show. Uh, T-Mart also out this week, not doing very well. The Three Musketeers, 2011, makes $9 million. Beats Johnny English Newborn, but not a great first weekend for that. No, it just it looks terrible, so why would it get good numbers? Uh, third place, um, any of you ladies seen uh, Footloose 2011? Not yet. No, that, not yet. You're going to go. Well, I was thinking about going, and then um, last week, I don't know, Daisy didn't seem to like it that much. No. So, uh, Trevor, what would you say to somebody who wants to go see Footloose 2011? Get your head examined. <laughs> there you go. Uh, in second place, Real Steel at $11 million. And in first place, a giant opening weekend for this movie with the their biggest budget ever at $5 million, T-Mart. Uh, Paranormal Activity 3 at $52 million. Uh, T-Mart, I gave my little review on it last week. Or actually, so, I'm sorry. I saw it last week. I did my review with it on our TeamRadio.ca podcast, Mr. Showbiz podcast. Uh, T-Mart, $52 million. Paranormal Activity 3. You have seen this movie. You have seen the first two. I have seen the first two. And we both saw this one. How does the third one stack up, T-Mart? Well, before I get into my review, I want to say that my experience at the theater was one of the worst I've ever had in my life. I went on Friday afternoon, and it was some kind of professional day for high school, and every high school student in the city was in the theater with me. So it was just laughing groups of teenagers in different pockets around the theater, and it just made me insane. I changed my <laughs> seat three times because it was just driving me nuts. But back to the movie itself, I did enjoy it. Um, I didn't like it as much as the first two. I'm not with you. You said you liked it better than the second one. Yeah. I'll disagree. Um, it, it, it was essentially number one and two. It was just over and down, uh, over over again. They're doing the same tricks. Um, it, it's just getting, it, it's getting a little bit much. I think I'm I'm not tired of the story. I still like it. And I still had the same kind of feelings, and you know, it was a little bit scary at times. But um, it, I, I'm almost. I'm happy that uh, they made this one, but I hope uh, they don't make a fourth one. Uh, T-Mart, here's what I have to say right now is I had a bad experience in the movie theater on the second one. I had a... She was a big girl. She was like, had her knee into my seat and big guy. They had had three seats between the two of them, right? And she was behind me making like crack comments during the movie. 
And no, absolutely. There, there is something to be said about yeah. a bad experience kind of ruining the movie for you because, I, like I said, I was in the movie theater with a bunch of teenagers, and when the quote-unquote scary parts were happening, these teenagers wanted to be really cool and look and look good in front of the girls that they were with, so they'd be cracking jokes and laughing all the time, right? And it, it just ruins the experience. Of course the movie is ridiculous. Of course the movie is far-fetched. Of course you're not supposed to believe everything you see, but you have to buy in to a certain extent, right? And obviously the group of teenagers, they're not going to buy in or they're just going to be immature people, and it ruins the experience for people that do want to buy in, like myself. Uh, so what did you like about it? Um, I, I, I like the first two. It had the slow beginning. It had the slow moving pace where each quote unquote scare was better than the other one. And I, I like that effect. Some people, some people find it boring. I just kind of, I, I like, I like the tension that it builds up. But at the end of the day, it was just the same tricks over and done again. The only thing I liked differently was the the camera on the on the oscillating fan. I thought that was a pretty cool trick they used, right? Um, but outside of that, it was just the same, same kind of old stuff, and um, some of it worked and some of it didn't. Uh, T. Martin, the other one I got to have, you got to see it in the school with the cool high school kids, apparently. Like, you know, yeah, um, every single student in the city. But um, I saw it is what happened was last Tuesday, um, there was a tweeting competition between all the yep. cities in North America, and the top 20 cities who won the tweeting competition, got to see it on Tuesday, one night, one showing, where all the other cities didn't get it to Thursday. I got to go to one of the to the Tuesday screening in Vancouver, who came second place. So that's who I'm seeing it with. I'm seeing it with the tweeters of this thing. I'm seeing it with the people who are really into seeing this yeah, movie. Yeah, you're, you're seeing it with the fans. Yeah, so I, yeah. Wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if we had reversed the theaters we saw it in, if... We'd, uh, oh, if we, our reviews would be reversed, you know? We, we totally did. I, I honestly think that if I did, saw it with a regular group of people or not with 50 groups of teenagers, <laughs> I would have enjoyed the, the movie a lot be- a lot more. I honestly believe that. Did you not buy it? Uh, we saw the grandmother. I'll just say it. We saw the grandmother in this. Um, it was the girls as kids. Uh, we got to yep. see the creature a little bit. Um, did, you, did you like that stuff or... Not so much. Yeah, no, I, I, I had no issue with that. The, my main gripe with the storyline is how they're shooting it now is they go back into the 80s, and the way that they explained how they have everything on film was just a little bit ridiculous, and it's getting way too far-fetched, even more so than the first two, right? It, it, was, it was 1988, and this guy's carrying the, the huge handheld cameras. It's garbage, right? So... Um, I'm getting a little... I, I think if they do make a fourth one, I'm sure they will, because this one made $50 million in its first weekend with a $5 million budget. Um, I think they, they'll need to try something fresh. They, I, I don't think the found footage idea um, is going to cut it again. I, I really don't. So I hope they try something fresh. I don't know what they can do. I don't know how they can play it up. They can do another one, but um, I wouldn't mind just seeing a, a regular horror movie, to be honest. So I think, like I said, I think the found footage angle is getting played out, and not only by these three paranormal activity movies, but Cloverfield comes to mind, Quarantine comes to mind, there's other found footage movies, Blair Witch Project, of course, comes to mind, right? So I wouldn't mind seeing something a little bit different. So perhaps I get my movie in the 1930s. You will not get your movie in the 30s. I want. Have you seen the paranormal activity movies? Uh, you're all useless. <laughs> okay, uh, Team Hard, other movies coming out this weekend. Um, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Puss. Ah, it's the cat. It's the cat from the Shrek movies. There's uh, nobody walking around with pus in their boots. Come on, man. <laughs> puss in boots. How good would that be? Did you have... That'd be kind of, that'd be kind of gross. 
<laughs> so, so hold on. So Denine, the bruise from the weekend from the Skrillex concert. <laughs> yes. There was no pus. No, just a big purple bruise. Just a big purple bruise. Okay. Uh, in time, T Mark, Justin Timberlake in a sci-fi thriller. Yeah, it's a bunch of pretty people in this in this thriller, but uh, I kind of like the concept of it, so I, I might give it. A, I might give it a go. Ooh, I like that you said that. Uh, ladies, do we pay to see Justin Timberlake in an action movie? No, no. Okay, shut down. Oh. Uh, and the last one, uh, I'm, I'm going to pay to see him in an action. Movie. <laughs> uh, and the last one, T Mart. Uh, I'm into this one. Uh, the Rum Diary, based on a Hunter S. Thompson book. Uh, Johnny Depp starring in this one. I'm going to go see this one. Aaron Eckhart, Amber Heard in this movie. I'm bored of Johnny Depp. It's, it's it's wearing thin for me. So yeah, that's like Justin um, Timberlake for me too. Yeah, no thanks. Denine. Oh, he's timeless. There you <laughs> go. There you go. I'm uh, boring. The team art. Thanks for doing this. We'll see you at our uh, TeamRadioPodcast.ca. Uh, we're doing it on Thursday. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks. Okay, uh, that is it. Uh, we're going to take a little break. When we're back, uh, it's going to be our regulars uh, on our entertainment show over here. Uh, Daisy and Minnie are going to be with us. They couldn't be in studio with us today. It's a pre-recorded segment. Uh, Minnie can't be here. And Daisy, we give her slack. She's at the... She's at the Foo Fighters concert. Yeah. yeah, she's going to the Foo Fighters concert. Yeah, front row right now. Not I right don't now, think they've opened... But in a couple... She's probably at the door. Yeah, oh yeah. I think she said they opened doors at 4.30. Oh, wow. Well, she's going to be front row, so look for her. There you go. Okay, uh, you are listening to 101.9 FM, uh, CITR Radio, Vancouver, Canada. We'll be right back after this. Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Commercial Drive area at... Audio Pile, Bone Rattle Music, High Life Records, and the People's Co-op Bookstore. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus, or check us out online at citr.ca. Okay, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the show. So uh, with us sitting to my left is uh, Daisy Sanchez-Ziller. Yes, hello. You gotta go closer. Oh, hello, yes, hi. <laughs> and of course, sitting to my left, also uh, unable to be here today, unfortunately, a pre recorded segment, Minnie Mohali. Yep, yep, Manuel Mohali. That's, that's it. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks for being here, ladies. So, we are hoping, and let's just promote this right now. Next week, uh, Qu- Quidditch? Yes, that's correct. Quidditch. Quidditch. Okay, Daisy. Tell us what we saw on the field last week. Uh, all you ladies very excited for it. Um, well, they were playing outside, and they were using brooms, actual brooms. I did not realize that they would actually be using brooms in the human game. But, um, yeah, and um, apparently I have heard that the golden snitch is a person who dresses up in gold and runs around. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> awesome. So we're going to investigate that. So yeah. next week, Quidditch. I'm, yes. I'm, 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 I read the first book. That's it, though. Yeah. Done from there. Uh, Minnie? I've read... Harry Potter made its way down to South Africa and was a major phenomenon. Yes, us, us little kidlets in Africa got J.K. Rowling's little nugget of joy. So we, I, I kind of picked it up from book three and went all the way to the end. Yep, yep. Daisy, whoop. Daisy, you're, you're start to finish? I'm a hardcore Harry Potter fan. <laughs> okay. I love Harry... Not the movies, because movies are kind of bad, but, um, yeah, the books are just, like... 
Yeah. What was wrong yeah. with the Harry Potter movies? The um, the actors were terrible. The movies were corny, and the movies were made like the later movies were they weren't scary. Like they were made for children, and those books are really dark. Like like adults get like the last book. Like adults got that book, and it's like a really dark book, and they made it like child friendly, so it like wasn't very scary. So you're like, I'm not a kid. Well, Jazz it up for me. <laughs> pretty much. Like, Lord of the Rings, they did a really good job. But um, I felt Harry Potter, they didn't, they didn't capture the, the scariness of it. You agree with her, Minnie? Uh, not, complete, <laughs> not completely. I thought that there was some merit in the films. Because, I mean, I, I got quite creepy. I, I think the only way that I could deal with it by, was by saying that the book is one thing, the movie is a completely yeah. different thing. That's the only yeah. way that I could survive. That's the only way I can survive with books that I love and movies that I love as well. But yeah. I, I can't have a little bridge to kind of connect them. Nope, nope. Uh-uh. All <laughs> right, so we're going to cover a few things momentarily. But so Quidditch, the game. Yes. Uh, so we're just going to contact these people that are playing on the field, really just to our left here oh, uh, yeah. during the show. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what we discover next week. What, what are we hoping to find out here? Blood, guts, and glory. Yeah, pretty much, like, I guess, how the game's played, and, um, yeah, just, yeah, the beauty of it, the, <laughs> the, the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, is it violent, you know? Is it, like, a rugby kind of game, or is it maybe a more friendly kind of game, you know? It seemed friendly when I saw yeah, it. Okay. It seemed friendly. Um, Halloween this weekend, uh, yeah. ladies. Yeah. Your first one. Uh, th- this amazed me. There is no Halloween in South Africa. Well... There is Halloween, but not on the scale that it is over here. I mean, we the only kind of trick-or-treating that we did was with my really small cousins. They're twins. And we sort of do it on, on, our, on our street. But this is pretty much my first Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. And, what, what, Davey, Daisy, you've given her some advice on how to do the costume. Uh, why don't you tell her about their listen? Because you're big into Halloween, too. You, I love you, Halloween. You were, you were actually a clapping your hands together. <laughs> I was. I was. You were not, not only talking about your, your present, your, I'm sorry, your costume, or what you're going to do this weekend. You were just, you, you were beaming and just how to pick out the gift <laughs> and how to figure that out. So tell everybody listening right now. Yeah. How this, how you go about it? She she was right into this. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Well, um, I think the best way isn't is to not like you know just go to the store and like you know you can pay like fifty eighty bucks and buy a pre done costume. I was saying like a bumblebee costume or something like that, you know. But it really takes it really takes the fun out of it. And I think Halloween isn't just about the dressing up; it's about the whole like the getting the costume. So Value Village is great. Um, you go there, you pick out pieces, you spend a maximum of $10 and you wow. put it together. It's, it's even safety pins and everything. It's <laughs> like, and you can put together some really great stuff, you know? So give us your costumes over the last two years. Two years? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, last year. You don't remember. I can't, I can't remember what it was last year. I know the year before I was a broken rag doll. And, wow. um, yeah, so Creative. I, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I had this like rag doll skirt that my sister had handmade and then I just took a t-shirt and I tore a bunch of holes in it and then I put these tights on upside down over like with a hole for the neck and over my arms is like, and then you just, wow. yeah, you just kind of like te- tear it up. But like, yeah, it was, it was fun. Okay. So Daisy, <laughs> Daisy is currently our Halloween costume expert. Daisy do's and don'ts on um, Halloween costumes. For the girls, don't don't go typical and just like, you know, wear the bunny ears and say you're a bunny. <laughs> like, try and get a little creative. I think it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more interesting. Even play on word costumes. Like, um, you know, you uh, wear a bunch of cereal boxes. You have a knife. You're a cereal killer. You know, <laughs> you know, those are the best. Just get creative. 
say. And yeah. for for guys, for guys. For guys, um, same thing. Guys, I find always underdo. Um, like they always underdress and kind of blow it off. I think it's really fun when guys dress up. There's so much you can do other than just like James Bond. Don't go for the typical male hero. Like do something funny. You okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been Hunter S. Thompson before because I wow. got the, I have the look. It just yeah. works, but right. yeah. I don't know. I got I got to figure it out. So, uh, any ideas, Minnie, on what you're going to be this weekend? Well, um, I know one of my really good friends is going to go as a, like a, a ventriloquist stole, like oh, with, like yeah. kind of glassy eyes and all that. <laughs> um, I saw like an awesome sort of costume for Yip Yips, like the. Um, <laughs> like Muppets. It's like these really strange things. They look <laughs> like the Cookie Monster. But they're not the Muppets. They're Yip Yips. They're, they're Yip Yips. And what all they the do hell is, is a Yip Yip? <laughs> they're like, they, can't, they look like like um, like the Cookie Monster, like those little fairy little things. And then they, they, they go like, Yip, Yip, Yip. Is this yip. South Africa? Yip. No, no. Oh. They're, they were like on Sesame Street. I've never seen that. I've never even I heard think. of that. <laughs> wow, okay. It's been a while since I've, I've watched anything of that. So I, I, I know someone's kind of going as that. But I'm going to have a good think and, and kind of take your advice and do's and don'ts and try and get creative with the stuff that I brought from home. Yeah. Um, I think I've got a very interesting idea of what, what to do with my farmer boots. So <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daisy, you're, what are you going to be? Um, I'm still I'm still deciding on that. Yeah. I have to go to Valuability to see what I can find. Oh, okay. I let the costume choose me. I don't choose the costume. <laughs> Natural, hey? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you, that's what you you go to you you just see what's gonna what's gonna speak to me. Yeah, what are you gonna, gonna find? What's gonna talk to me? Well, if you go with something in mind, you're never gonna find it because right. you have this perfect thing in mind that you can't just find, right? Mm, so. Wisdom, wisdom, I say. <laughs> wisdom, I say. She's into this. Yeah, right? it's beautiful. She, she's right into this one. Um, okay, so next week. Uh, um, Quidditch yes. for everybody out there. We don't know where this is going. This is on you, ladies. By the way, okay. this yeah, is, this we're, we're going to have to. This yeah. is your thing. I okay. don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, everybody have a great Halloween, also. But I guess we could have saved that for the end of the segment. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be with Daisy in a second. Um, Minnie, let's start with you here. Um, we've got a movie to review. Yeah. Um, heartthrob. Do we call him heartthrob, Ryan Gosling? We do call him heartthrob. We do heartthrob. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, it's 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 not hard to see why he would be called heartthrob. Not hard to see. No, no, not hard to see at all. My my um, the person that I went with, one of my friends, she she said that he's kind of covered with particles of perfection. So I thought that was that was quite an interesting way. (laughs) What a quote! I know. I, th- I I just thought it was it kind of amazing and and I I gave her really short notice and I said do you want to come watch the we're talking uh, Ides of the Ides of March mm. yeah. at the Scotiabank Theatre on Sunday night and I kind of gave her she was doing a chemistry homework I was like well would you like to come see this film with me and she jumped literally jumped at the chance she's like wait let me get my pants on let me just have a g- just give me a second oh my goodness I've wanted to watch this why you know it's because it's a political play, you know, interesting that... No, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. How could you ask me such a question? I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's watch it. So yeah. she she go to that one... I can't remember. It was it was recently out. He had a shirt off in it um, with uh, Steve Carell. Ah, yes. Um, um, uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Well done. Uh-huh. Well done. So she liked him in that one. Yes, yeah, she did. That, that was the one he was exposed Quite and ripped yep. and yep. just looking like a GQ model. But I didn't see that one. <laughs> 
Uh, so Did you see I, that one? No, I didn't. Okay. I think we've got some research to do. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually amazing in Blue Valentine. Yes, yes, yes. That Judging was... from the acting point of view here. <laughs> yes. Bring that one in. Of course. He was amazing in that one with Michelle Williams, I believe it was. And Michelle year. Williams was yeah. absolutely amazing. It was so convincing for me that I could not actually finish the film. It was just too painful. But it was absolutely well acted. I was blown Blue away. Valentine Blue Valentine we're talking about. Broke your heart. Absolutely. Couldn't get through it. No, I could not. Pretty lame, Minnie. Yeah, Pretty I know. Lame. I, I know. Pretty lame. Uh, Ida's of March. Uh, what did you think of it? George Clooney, mm-hmm. Evan Rachel Wood, uh-huh. Ryan Gosling. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Paul Giamatti, yeah. all that. I thought that it was a very interesting film. I kind of went in and um, didn't really think about it. Um, I didn't have high expectations for it. I just sort of heard about it, and I thought that it was quite an ambitious ask, you know? Um, Political films sometimes can get a a little too serious, but I thought that was really, really well done. Um, And it it was like an exercise in suspense. I was sitting on the edge of my, my seat. It was very good, it was quite subtle. Very well acted, um, and it sort of played with you know the well-loved hero and archetypes and the idea of the perfect political man. And um, I thought that George Clooney played that really well. But I think the real star of the show was Ryan Gosling, not just because he's quite pretty, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the st- there was the love interest, uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. Um, the intrigue. Um, did you like the movie in that? It didn't really go totally deep into the topics, it seemed. No. It sort of just told a very... Like, George Clooney wasn't that dimensional, I thought, no, it was. of I think, a character. I think he sort of played more of a symbol than yeah. an actual in-depth... We don't necessarily know much about him as a character. We, we don't really yeah. see him with his wife that much. We don't see his life. Yeah. But I think he's a symbol of kind of putting your faith, like, blindly with idealism and heroes and trying putting them up on a pedestal and the higher the pedestal the sharper the fall so we kind of saw that um and i thought that was quite well done but it can also work to its to the, the the man you can compare him to in the movie is clinton bill clinton obviously. i should think so yeah, yeah especially with the sexual scandal there and all you go that. but um i thought it was but I, I think that they skirted around it a little bit too yeah. much, and I thought it was a bit too vague. So maybe that didn't work to its advantage. Well, the, the question is, were you entertained watching this movie? To be absolutely honest, I was quite entertained. I thought the music was very, very well done too. Alexandra Desplat, it was very, very good. Um, <laughs> she knows the musicians. <laughs> yeah, look at that. It was great. He has. He, it was a great score, um, and I really liked the look. And the feel and like the the look was cool. Yeah, yeah the yeah. look and and the pace of it as well. There's this one super cool scene um, where you have the American flag. It was sort of one of this conflict, um, sort of um, suspenseful scenes of it. You have the American flag and you have um, I think it's Philip Seymour Hoffman and um, Ryan Gosling and they're silhouetted up against the American flag. Great to look at. It was good. I thought one of the good parts about it, too, was Ryan Gosling obviously started off idealistic, and we see what he turns into at the end. But Mm -hmm. I thought where they did a good job, and it actually didn't do that great at the box office because it's George Clooney who does support the Democratic Party in the U.S. But they kind of did it where they went from the Democratic's point of view, but they kind of made them look kind of bad also, so that might able to appeal to Republicans. Mm -hmm. George Clooney didn't do it where he was just going to make the Democrats look like gold Yes. And attack the Republicans. It, the movie, I thought, did a good job doing that. Yeah, it it told think. it as one party from, 
you know, they were following their primary, mm. but he kind of dirtied them up a bit, too. Ex- I exactly. thought that was... It, it made the, the Democrats look really, really naive. Yeah. Um, and also a, a little bit too idealistic, but it also made the Republicans look like the only, w- the realists, like the guys knowing what it takes to kind of <coughs> make it in the political world. But I thought that, again, one of the criticisms is that it skirted around it, made it, made it too simple sometimes. Maybe it was an oversimplification. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But you'd recommend it? I would. I actually would. And I thought it was okay, not great. Yeah. yeah. I would say a three out of five is pretty... Out of 10. We're going out of 10 here. Out of 10 now. Okay, let's say it. I I would give it a 7. Okay. Now, Daisy, who is still here. Poor Daisy. (laughs) All right, so she just gave George Clooney, Ryan Gosling, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, Paul Giamatti, Philip Seymour Hoffman a decent... You heard this. You know where I'm going here. Yes, I do know where you're going. Uh, A fair, decent review. And she gave it a 7 out of 10. So you know, uh, Minnie, last week, Daisy gave Footloose... The reboot, yep. a movie she didn't really like that much. Yeah. Or, or maybe you did like it. No, I didn't like it. She gave it a 7 out but of 10. my idea was not bad. I don't know. For some reason, I I'm a, think that 7 is a really bad mark. So I guess, I don't know. I, okay, if I had to read Where it, do you go from there, though? Like, <laughs> you plucked yourself with three numbers. I mean, you could go in a half. That's fine. But yeah. So you, you have so been I, just... I would do it lower now. Now that, I've re- now that I've rethought out how the number scale works. Yeah. You know? So you're never even touching four, five, three, two? I mean, this no. is, you were never going to even go there. I was never going to go there. I just never go below five or six. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's maybe it's like common decency. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I think, honestly, if you feel strongly enough, if you don't be afraid to pan a movie, if you yeah. absolutely want to pan it. Bad. <laughs> it was bad. That She's bad. calling you out here. You wow. know that. You know I that. Know I do. So so far, our two grades. Uh, Mini gives Ida's of March a seven. Yeah. Daisy gives Footloose a seven. Okay. Well, I'm reconsidering that now. Uh, it, it's, in, it's in stone. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll okay. see where we go. From but at that. the end, I recommended not seeing it. Yeah. So you have to give me that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay, we'll give you that. We'll give you that one. Uh, Minnie, thank you so much. So next week, Quidditch, and what else are we covering? Um, I'm going to have to look um, into some really nice GC theatre for next week. But, um, yeah, watch the space, and I'll be watching some really good spaces as well. Cool stuff. Yeah. And you might go to Rocky Horror Pictures show. Yeah, this Saturday. At at the Ridge Theatre. Yeah, at the Ridge Theatre, which I'm very excited for. I'm going to dress up as a sweet transvestite. So, (laughs) I mean, come on. If anybody, yes, I'm very excited about that. I love the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I saw it when I was pretty young, (laughs) actually. Um, but I've been watching it ever since, yeah. And Daisy, uh, last thing for Minnie here, uh, give her advice on her first Halloween. Go trick-or-treating. Do not be afraid to go <laughs> trick-or-treating. You are never too old to go trick-or-treating. Okay, okay. Never. As long as you dress up, you can argue your way through some candy. I'm going to put... You're my- knocking on doors on Monday? Oh, uh, I'm knocking on, on doors. On Monday? Oh, yeah. Oh, lovely. Wow, yeah. look at this. I'm going I'm to be putting on my best puppy face. So. Do it, yeah. You got the big eyes. So yeah. You can just, you know... For sure. Milk them. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Daisy, uh, let's move on to the world of television here. Um, I had you watch a show called Terra Nova yes, this week. Yes, Terra Nova. How many of those did you sit through? I sat through probably like one and a half. I really couldn't get through anymore. I had to turn it off halfway through the like second episode. So you watched the first one. 
Which is the one they put all the money, the one where they actually went to Terra Nova? Like the two-hour yeah. one? No, no, no. I watched, um, they didn't, because I went to, I think, like, I forget what website, but they had the second episode, the third episode, and the fourth episode. Yeah. They didn't have the first, so I watched the fourth episode. The and first I, was just basically how they got there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I watched the fourth, and then I went back and watched the second, but I could only get halfway through it, because it was just so... The second like, one was yeah. the, like, the bird dinosaurs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Would you, tell us what you thought of the show. Um, I thought uh, I thought it was very... Okay, you'll give them this. It's a kind of interesting idea. Um, <clears throat> I guess it takes a little bit from like... T- tell us about the idea. Okay, so the idea is that... Um, what is it? It's like a post-apocalyptic world where they've gone back in time the, to the, restart I, humanity. The environment is uh, so <clears throat> bad that they're shipping people off to this... And we don't know the story. Uh, this world in the past. Yeah. Terra Nova... Um, yeah, go yeah, ahead. it's like prehistoric. I guess like they're dinosaurs. It's like yeah, they're so they're living in dinosaur time. They've set up this um, this colony called Terra Nova, and um, it's very militarily run. There's no like lawyers, police. It's just kind of very military based. There's a like a military leader who runs the whole place, and um, yeah, it's it's just it's really really like the acting. I thought was just like appalling. It was terrible. Wow. And the dialogue? Oh, the dialogue was just, I mean, they, they must have hired, like, the cheapest writers they could find. <laughs> like, like I could write this stuff. Like, that's how bad it is. Well, what about, was, what about? Um, did you see anyone, like, the, the romances going on between the, the, the kids? Yeah. Their, yeah, the, they had the teenage romance where it was really stupid. They, they had tried to make it all funny by having the, the boy try and court the girl. And he's like, I am going to court you now and I would like to take you out and like we can go out and it, he's like he's just being very formal. He, he went up like, to the dad and said I'd like to court your daughter didn't yeah, he? Yeah yeah and it was it wasn't funny like it's like maybe this is supposed to be funny am I supposed to be laughing right now yeah. but you're not laughing it's it was just it was really stupid. Is, is that some well I don't know see I, I you know I, I'm older is, is that some a line guys are using nowadays I would like to court you. I would like to court you. I would like to court you. I would look at him really strangely if someone but actually no how on second <laughs> it depends how it's said and who says it if they were joking it'd be funny yes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh what'd you think of the dinosaurs in terra nova um you know the visual effects weren't terrible like i've like you've definitely seen worse um it wasn't it wasn't very good it was it was pretty bad like but it just it wasn't like terrible it was mainly just like the set and they had these um they're called the sixers and they're like the bad people and they make them out like like they're trying to like live natively and live in the treetops and they have feathers in their hair and sticks <laughs> through their hair and it's just it's very styled and like the girls have very nicely like braided hair that's like braided into these hairdos and it's just I don't know. I thought I thought it was just very like romanticized. You, you saw this was the Runaway, the one with the girl. Yeah, is that the one you saw? Yeah. yeah see, I've I've watched all four of these. Oh, wow. It's it's really bad. Really, yeah, really bad. yeah, it's really yeah. bad. It's Fox. They put a ton of everybody's. What is everybody's trying to do the next? You know, the show Lost. Yes. Everybody's trying to get the next yeah. Lost. Uh, no one is as good as J.J. Abrams. Let's just say no, no. <laughs> Nobody has that mind. Anyways, no. uh, yeah, I've seen all four episodes. Um, the worst one, if you can do it, Daisy is episode three episode three that's the word although so you never got through the end of the birds hey no i couldn't (laughs) you never did that it was actually uh oh what happened here why did this happen oh there it goes um it was actually um 
the birds were going to come back and kill everybody. Did you see that developing or? No, well, I saw what happened was he was he was inside his house and there was a bird. He's like, go away, bird, get out of here. And eventually flies away. And then you find out like five seconds later that these birds have been killing people. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, my God, he could have gotten killed. And it was, it was just. It <laughs> what was, happened was they ended up at the last second figuring it out and figuring out a way to get the birds to basically have their mating season somewhere else. Yeah. They figured that. But the best was episode three okay. of Terra Nova. This was the best one was... Everybody was getting um, Alzheimer's. Okay. Uh, they, but it was being, it was an, inf- like, people were able to, like, give it to each other. It was contagious. Contagious Alzheimer's. <laughs> and, wow. And, <laughs> okay. And the best was the, the main guy, mm. um, whatever his name is, he wasn't getting it. And they were trying to, and the whole thing was the wife, who's like the doctor, yeah. uh, has no idea who he is, yet they fall back in love before the episode's even over, although she doesn't know who he is. It was pretty awesome. But the best is, so the, the show's about to end, and everybody's about to die, and right at the end, he sneezes. And she goes, wait a minute. That's why you're not catching it. You have that cold strand. And then everybody got a vaccine and was fine. Oh, wow. wow. That's, it was that's awesome. Ridiculous. Oh, it my was God. awesome. It's just like they wrote the episode, and they're like, oh, crap. How are we going <laughs> to wrap this thing up? Oh, wow. And uh, and we found a way. Uh, very quickly, though, um, the other show uh, you watch, Modern Family. Yeah. Which I think is uh, the funniest uh, sitcom uh, on television. Uh, no question about it. Wow. I believe. My what, roommate loves it, What too. What's possibly better? Well, I'm trying to think, actually. I can't... I guess I think of shows, but not sitcoms. No, I said sitcom. Yeah. You heard me. I said yes. sitcom. Okay. Um, maybe, because actually I can't really think of... I mean, Two and a Half Men used to be good. It's not anymore. Um, Ugh. And um, I don't know. <laughs> well, like Friends and Seinfeld and like... I said... Oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's, that's a, not a sitcom. No, that's, that's, a, that's a series. That's HBO. Okay, right. Um, okay, you might have to win this one. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, I can't, I can't think of what, what Modern Family episode did you watch there? Um, I watched some episodes from the newest season, yeah. like season three. Um, yeah, it's funny. I also went back and watched a bit from like the other ones. Um, it The one thing I'll say for it is that um, it kind of doesn't really have character development. Like the characters are kind of the same in this season as they were in like the first so that would be my criticism. Isn't that kind of a good thing, though? I mean, my, my point is with Modern Family is um, every show we're watching now is like you got to watch every episode yeah. to really understand. This is one you don't have to. Yeah. And it's kind of nice. It's sort of that can pick yeah. staple show. Uh, for awards, um, it won uh, the Emmy for Best Comedy. And if you saw it... Um, it got the award for best actress, mm-hmm. uh, best really? yeah, best supporting actor. But they were uh, no, just supporting because that's all. There's no main actor, oh. right? Okay, yeah. And um, the women, both women were nominated. All three guys were nominated. That's wonderful for supporting. Yeah, well, the woman, she's I really like her. The the blonde mom, she's in. Uh, she used to be in Boston Legal, mm-hmm. and I really loved that show. But it's over. Um, <laughs> so what do you think? Was you laughing? Um, it wasn't like, it wasn't. Anything super clever, like Seinfeld's, like, Seinfeld's just hysterical, so it was clever. It, this, in this case, it wasn't, like, yeah, but it, like but it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Julie yeah. Bowen, that's who we're thinking of. Uh, and there, I was going on the computer. Um, I love Modern Family, and uh, I watch it every week. The la- yeah. Did you see the last episode? Yes. That was re- my favorite part. It was actually my favorite line of the season was Ed O'Neill's character watching the Colombian soap opera. Or was that two weeks ago? I'm thinking of. 
I'm not sure. You're, I don't you're looking I don't at me like I'm from outer space. I, didn't, I don't right think now. I saw that episode. Okay. Yeah. What's the nine? Well, he was he was like complaining because he had to watch it with Sofia Vergara, who's wow, uh, <laughs> she is. Um, and uh, he's saying she wants us to do something together. And so one of the because they're always talking to the camera, Ella, the office, right? Yes, it's, yes. it's really set up that way. And he's like, she always wants us to do things together. So I've agreed to watch this Colombian soap. Whatever that is. And, like, she says it's about fire and passion and suffering. <laughs> and he just looks at her and he just says, like, the judge, he can wear a shirt every now and then. He's a judge. <laughs> so, anyways, they're watching it. They're watching it. And she's all worried her Manny is doing something, the little her little chubby little son. It's, yeah. it's funny. He's good. And um, she's all worried about him. And Ed O'Neill's sitting watching this. She's like, I'm watching this for you, you know. And he's sitting there and she's thinking... You know Claudia's hiding a gun underneath that poncho. And he's like, the judge is looking through the window. Does he like Claudia now? Doesn't he know she might be his daughter? And, like, these lines are being made. And then he's like, um, oh, you know she's not going to shoot Ronaldo. He's the main character. He's complaining. And then she runs off into the room. And suddenly the gun the gun goes off, right? You hear the gun go off. We never see a picture of the soap opera. But suddenly the gun goes off. And he's like, oh, no. What did she do? Ronaldo! <laughs> it was amazing. It was just, like, you can see the absolute concern on his face. And then later on, uh, they show him again. This is all he did in this show. They show him again. He's, he's on with the housekeeper, trying to find out exactly why everything happened in the show and her thoughts on it. You get surprisingly into soap operas, especially, like, South American soap operas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was in Costa Rica, and I was completely addicted to just... Spanish soap opera. Yeah. Telenovela is just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely addictive. I just sat, you just sit Yeah, there. you can't leave the room. Like, you're... It's just it's okay. completely... Oh, this wow. is something uh, we're going to save for another day. Yeah. We're, we're, we're sure. just out of time. <laughs> but, uh, so Spanish, this is the one I've read about. The ratings are huge. Yes. What, Telemunda? No, Telenovela. <laughs> Telenovela. <laughs> My name's better. But no, no. <laughs> so you watch Spanish? Oh. A rebelde. It's, it's like the boarding school. It's like bitch slapping. It's just like this is with subtitles or this is like you just um, no. I just watch it because I like speak Spanish. But oh, yeah. you speak Spanish. Yeah. Okay, is it because are these shows too? You don't have to know what they're. I'd like to. No. I'd watch it if I didn't know what they were saying. No, yeah, I didn't know. I still don't. I don't know Spanish <laughs> at all. But while I was in Costa Rica, that's all that I watched, and it was absolutely funny because and, and you don't understand what they're saying no either. but it's just kind of crazy like yes. facial expressions and <gasps> no and like dun 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 no no yeah this is like this is the Colombian it's soap amazing. opera it's amazing yeah this is the Colombian and uh what other soap operas very quickly um Spanish ones that was actually like my main no, one no you've got main soap operas what like North American soap operas oh North American soap operas um yeah. Soap operas. I mean, honestly, the last one I thought was good was like The O.C. Because like all it's the gospel stuff. Oh, then what are soap operas? Like, like days daytime of our television. Lives, right? Okay, I used to be really into Days of Our Lives. Um, haven't watched that in a while. The, <laughs> the Young and the Restless. I mean, like, the, they're all really terrible, though. They're just not. Like, Spanish ones are just better. So we're going to do a yeah. show on uh, Spanish soap opera. Definitely. Maybe, Daisy, we can get you a, uh, one of the stars on. And you'll do an interview in Spanish. That would, that would be, be awesome. And we won't know what the hell's going exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> but you'll be loving it. Yep. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. You'll be loving it. Okay, ladies, uh, best of luck on your Halloween. 
High oh, five. Yeah. And you are going to the Foo Fighters tonight. I am. It's going to be awesome. So jealous. Cage the Elephant is the opening. Oh, the wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Want to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca. Kent Brockman, and this is I on Shindig. Shindig is CITR's annual Battle of the Bands that goes down 9 p.m. every Tuesday night at the Railway Club until a winner is crowned. October 18th, come out to see The God Spot, Honorary MD, and Philosoraptor. October 25th, Shindig brings you The Fathoms, From Birch to You, and Rec Center. Read all about it at shindig.citr.ca. The White Rock Social Justice Film Society presents Seeds of Change on Friday, October 28th. This film is an examination of both risks and benefits of genetically modified crops from a Canadian perspective. Leading the discussion after the film is Gary Jones, chair of the Greenhouse Program at Kwantlen. Admission is by donation for Seeds of Change, screening at 7pm at the First United Church, Friday, October 28th. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Um, our final guest uh, on the program today, uh, John Ralston. Um, he is the star of the HBO Canada show Living in Your Car. Uh, season 2 just premiered yesterday, Monday, um, on HBO Canada. Airs every Monday. Uh, here's that interview. Uh, John, uh, Living in Your Car Season 2. Um, tell us what your character, Steve Unger, um Disgraced billionaire, almost, I mean, very timely show, especially when it came out last year um, with the whole Bernie Madoff thing. Uh, tell us about your character, Steve Unger, and uh, how fun it's been to play him. Now you're getting, now you've done two seasons with the guy, so how's that yeah. been for you? Oh, it's, it's been great. So we got a, uh, it's a, a classic uh, riches to rags story that I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, but uh, just a wonderfully endearing, uh, uh, you know, um, CEO that run, runs afoul of the law, cuts a deal, gets out of gets out of jail in the first season, and we find that he's been kicked out of his uh, home. He has a, a teenage daughter and has not a penny to his name, except an ultra luxurious sedan. Um, so um, still is, is holding on to this relationship to his teenage daughter, and who, oddly enough, is probably the maturest of all the bunch. Uh, in the show. Um, so it's just a, a great uh, ride uh, for this fellow just to try and get back to the top. So um, what is enduring about, about Steve Unger is just uh, his ability to um, find optimism wherever. And uh, it's kind of infectious, and it's, uh, it's kind of like this childlike naivete that that uh, audience, in a, in a funny kind of way, is drawn to. We want to really hate this guy, and indeed most people on the show do hate him, but there's just a wonderful, enduring quality about him that's a, that's a real hoot to play. And he's a bit of a nut job, eh? 
I suppose so. There's a, there's just, a, I guess it's the situations that he finds himself in. Um, he meets, he meets, a, he meets a, an extraordinary uh, amount of sort of colorful folk along the way. He still has this sort of quasi kind of um, love-hate relationship with his lawyer, who he's in hawk for for probably of over a hundred thousand um, dollars. No one can understand his love for his vehicle, um, and uh, he finds himself making friends in the strangest of places. So he ends up in sort of a, a kind of a, a car community of all things, and in, in a way, kind of finds uh, sort of the friends he never had. But that doesn't uh, take away from the fact that you know, in his quest to sort of uh, get back on top, doing any kind of work he can, he finds himself in situations like, you know, being on the set of a, a, a porn set. Yep. <laughs> and, and and witnessing, you know, the porn production of Zorro, the man with the angry blade. Um, something everybody should do. Sorry, John. Something that everybody should do at some point in their life, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah. And 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 it's not that easy to speak that kind of dialogue being on a porn set. <laughs> with, with this season, season two, we find ourselves for an episode or so back uh, on a set, on a porn set, and I can. Just uh, it's burned in my my mind uh, trying to speak lines and watching alien sex go on in the background. <laughs> I, I I wish I could do that. Actually, I wish I could do that. Uh, John Ralston with us right now. Uh, play Steve Unger in Living in Your Car. Uh, John, uh, tell us where we're going to pick off in uh, season two here. Um, Steve Unger, of course, led off into handcuffs uh, right at the end of season one, just as it looked like he was turning things around with his daughter and his family. Uh, you gave us the, you know, it was, the, it was a nice little classic cliffhanger, uh, from the first season. So where are we kicking off in season two? Well, sort of season two, we, we kick off with him uh, under house arrest. So he's back living with his parents who are probably not too thrilled about that, especially his father. So he's got an ankle bracelet on. He's trying to hatch a plan with his friend, Oscar. Um, and then, uh, his lawyer friend played by wonderfully by Colin Cunningham arrives. Uh, with the key to his ankle bracelet. So, so we find him um, getting freed, and uh, he continues the journey just to, um, to convince people that he is not the crook they think he is and to, and to root out who actually uh, committed the, uh, the fraud. So there's millions of dollars floating around, and he's got an idea where it is. Um, so he desperately wants to you know, keep his relationship going with his, uh, with his, um, with his daughter, Kate, you know, um, and uh, his wife Lori is off uh, pursuing her dream of becoming an Olympic equestrian. <laughs> and then we find ourselves on a horse farm and trying to masturbate a, a multi-million-dollar racehorse. So, what more can I say? Ah, <laughs> absolutely love it. So we're, going, we're we're trying to get some valuable sperm from the horse. Yes, apparently you can do that. <laughs> I'd like to see how it goes. I would love I to. I would love to see how it <laughs> goes. Uh, wonderful stuff. Uh, John Ralston, uh, of course, playing Steve Unger. Uh, Living in your car is the show. Uh, season two will be premiering Monday, eight thirty p.m. on HBO Canada. And John, um, one thing I like to ask people is um, <clears throat> working at HBO and Showtime's another example. AMC's taking off. Uh, what's it been like? 
uh, being a star and working on one of these shows where, you know, it is about the story. Obviously, it's about the entertainment, but there's not the advertisers thrown into the middle of the shows. And Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're getting at. It's just a treat. Um, you know, I'm also uh, doing, um, uh, on uh, working on Ken Finkelman's second season, too. I had some time uh, in, in, in between these seasons. And so you've got, you've got just people, you've got, the, the world of cable I always maintain is sort of where, where it's at. You've got sort of uninterrupted 28, 29, 30 minutes of great TV. Um, and I think what it is about cable is that these guys recognize the talents of writers and they just let them do what they do best. And, uh, you know, the, the results are astounding. I love it. And we're also at a point now where it's almost like people are recognizing because people aren't watching the cable shows as much anymore because we're now drawn to these shows. So it's starting to build, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it really is. I mean, you know, of course, with the obvious things, like, you know, you can do stuff and say stuff that you can't always say. And, and never- Masturbate a racehorse, for example. <laughs> exactly. I'm even laughing thinking about it. I'm allergic to horses. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tough scene, then. Would you take an Allegro? What would you do here? <laughs> there were a lot of us did. It's amazing how many people are allergic to horses. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, you're right. So, so yeah, there's, there's the absence of all the people trying to get their finger in the pie. And um, so what you've got is just a, a great atmosphere. And that's the key. I mean, uh, and it's infectious. And, you know, the viewer can always pick it up or know what they're know what they're seeing but i truly believe that that kind of uh, great work atmosphere translates itself onto the screen somehow so um it's it's great awesome john ralston hbo canada uh 8 30 p.m living in your car uh thank you so much for doing this sir and i will say last thing I'll watch your show, of course, on Monday, but also on Monday, I have my allergy test uh, will be oh. taking place, so I'm going to make sure they put a little uh, check for horse, I guess. Check for horse. Check for rabbits, too, if you're going to be hanging out at that uh, student uh, radio station. Yeah. Check for... Hey, I haven't seen a rabbit today, so I don't know what to tell you on that one. But of course, I mean, you know. I feel stupid. What's I, up? I know there's a rabbit problem somewhere there. <laughs> Hunted down for it. Maybe. And what was the name of your rabbit? Sorry, maybe he's with him. Or, or is that mean Harvey. to say? Harvey. Harvey the attack rabbit. Um. <laughs> or was that mean to say of me? I don't know. Was it? Was it a traumatic experience losing Harvey? <laughs> I think it was more for my sister. <laughs> I think it was a bit too young. Okay. <laughs> Terrific stuff. Uh, John, thanks for I doing this. For... Now, so I'm ma- making up for it. What's up? <laughs> I just bought guinea pigs last week. So. Oh um, wow. I know. Oh, should I get checked for that too? Are you... <laughs> How are the guinea? So you have a, like a pile pig, or it's a guinea pig? What what is it? Okay, well, yeah, I, I I was sort of in the dark too, but a guinea pig is, is larger than a hamster. Okay. Yeah, so uh, they are quite cute. Uh, the kids obviously <laughs> wanted them. I mean, uh, um, so uh, yeah, we have two. Uh, and apparently, you always get two. Oh, really? Two, fema- two females. Two. F- well, of course. But there was a scare last week because we thought we had one male and one female. One of the fem, well, yeah, was doing things that a female probably wouldn't normally do. She's just so we- curious, John. <laughs> what? She's just curious. I know. I know that's what the yeah. But then, then we had to. I was sort of. We were. My wife and I were walked through from the pet store by a phone about how to find out if it's a male or a female. She was doing. And that is not easy as you think. You got your next TV episode, don't you? <laughs> you got your next TV episode. Uh, what, what are the names? Last thing, John. What are the names of your uh, guinea? Uh, Alberta and Sammy. Alberta and Sammy. Nice stuff. Yeah. Nice stuff. And they're both females. One. 
Yeah. She might like other females. We're not sure yet, eh? <laughs> I, think, I think we've got it solved, though. <laughs> awesome stuff. John Ralston, John, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for staying with me today. Once again, living in your car, 8.30 p.m. Monday on HBO Canada. Thanks for doing this today, John. appreciate it very much. So. Oh, I really, had a, I really had a riot. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was John Ralston, uh, Living in Your Car, HBO Canada. I uh, did premiere uh, yesterday, last Monday. He was talking before, and I, I may be mucked up ed- editing there. Before we got on, he was saying the rabbit problem at UBC. He mixed up uh, the rabbit problem at UVic with UBC. UVic's the one, apparently. And I got an email from HBO Canada after that. He went home and checked. It's actually that. And we talked about how I used to have rabbits as a kid, and they had passed on or something. That was the one we were talking about there. That's it. Okay. Uh, just if anybody gave a crap. All right. Uh, that's it for the show today. Uh, big thanks to everybody who helped out. Uh, there's Devin. There's Deneen. Uh, Murda sat in. Of course, Minnie and Daisy. Um, oh, everybody. Great stuff. Okay. Uh, that is it. Mike with Flex Your Head is going to be on right after me. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, everybody.
This is Joe from Wisdom and Chains, and you're listening to the Flex Your Head Show on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia. You really want to know what love is?